Hello and welcome to Teacher Talks, the podcast where I, Richard Kurtz, reconnect with my former high school science students to uncover the journeys that they've embarked on since graduating from high school. I'm a semi-retired New York public high school science teacher. During the 34 years that I taught in the classroom, I encountered the challenges and the bliss of working with young people. I've always been curious about what happened to my former students, and I have questions. How did their early educational experience affect their lives? What are they doing now, and what can educators, parents, and current students learn from the retrospective views and current life of former high school science students? I have tracked down many of my former students for my podcast to get answers to my questions. Join me, Mr. Kurtz, as my former students teach the teacher. Well, I am really excited to talk to Isabella, who graduated from Conac High School in 2017. I'm really excited because this young woman has reached the top of the tech aviation world. So her story will be very interesting for everyone, I'm sure. So how are you doing, Isabella? Hi, Mr. Kurtz. How are you? I'm doing great. It's really good to hear from you. And you know, I know you're living a great life in, I think, Los Angeles, right? Yep. Oh, cool. So I just wanted to, to ask you, what are you doing now? What, where, where, are you, where do you work? What do you, what's your job kind of thing? Just a, gen- just a general idea of where you're at right now. Yeah. So I am a manufacturing engineer at SpaceX, um, more specifically an integration and test engineer. Um, so I own Farron Integration, which is the top of the rocket. So the two halves that like encapsulate the payload um, as the rocket launches and takes like satellites into space. Um, so yeah, the very tippy top of the rocket is called the fairing. Um, I own the final integration of those. So any like AVI harnessing installs, um, like plumbing installs, like bonded mounts and stuff like that. Um, I oversee the manufacturing floor. Um, and kind of make sure, like, we troubleshoot any issues and make sure the rocket, like, gets built, basically. Okay, so you say something very interesting, because you say, I own. I thought, I thought um, Elon Musk owns stuff. <laughs> so how does Is- Isabella own stuff? Yeah, so how our breakdown in our company goes is that we have, like, engineers who are responsible for certain aspects of the rocket, so... We have our design team and our analysis team, and they're called like the responsible engineers, and they're responsible for any analysis um, and kind of see the part throughout its entire life. And then we have um, like a manufacturing engineer who like owns the build of the process or a build of that part. Um, So like in like our actual system of like part ownership there are like a listing of engineers who are like this is who you go to for analysis this is who you go to for manufacturing so all of like fairing integration like is under my ownership so so like you go to work every day and like what is it like to work at such a like advanced high-tech like futuristic kind of company (laughs) um it's surreal for sure um, like I walk in and there's literally rockets being built that will take people to space. Um, and then there's like cool hardware all over the place. Um, 
uh, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of our like building, like you can see in Google Street View, but there's actually like one of our rockets, the first one that relanded um, or successfully relanded like as a monument outside. Um, so it's kind of surreal seeing like, oh, to your right, there's like engines being built there. You're seeing like the entire rocket being assembled and then like seeing it like as it gets like shipped out the door is kind of surreal. So like when you went there like day one, I think you said you were there for a year and a half or so. So when you started, like your first day, what was that like? Like just how did that feel? It's like drinking from the fire hose, basically. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I like had an internship there, um, like a year before I started full time. So um, there was still some adjustments to do, but at least like for the most part, I had some kind of like bearings or like feet on the ground of like, okay, I know um like kind of the high level of how we operate um kind of which teams are involved in like which parts of it um so that helped a lot um but it's still like pretty overwhelming um when you walk in and there's just like giant yeah. hardware all over the place is it really a collaborative atmosphere there yeah so um it definitely takes like a village to build, build rockets um we work a lot as like a manufacturing engineer we work a lot with like our design team we work a lot with like supply chain any like upstream like work centers and then of course we work with the launch sites and making sure that like when we transfer these to the launch sites um so right now we launch out of cape canaveral florida um and vandenberg california um that like we have like accurate knowledge transfers and make sure any like open work gets transferred properly um yeah so when you're like, okay, launch day, is that, that must be big time, big day yeah. at your business. So what do you do on launch day? Um, well, we're actually launching quite frequently now. Um, so if you keep up with SpaceX at all, we hit almost 100 launches this year. Um, so next year we're trying to hit 140. Um, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I was a kid growing up, you know, I'm pretty old. So it was amazing. Like, oh, we get like Apollo missions and once every two months, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of satellites going up, but it was just such a big thing. And now it's kind of like, well, we're yeah. another SpaceX rocket. But I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I guess we should never take it for granted. Yeah. Like, it's definitely like a good atmosphere, especially when we have like major milestones being hit. So let's say if like a crew mission launches or if like there's a Falcon Heavy launch, like everyone gathers around like mission control and we watch from outside the screens and it's like definitely this big thing. Um, but since we're doing it so frequently, not everyone comes to like most of most of like the satellite missions because we launch like what, like once a week now, once every like four or five days. Wow. So do you feel like when that rocket's going up and you're your little piece of it is up there. It must be a little bit of pride, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of pride, and it's also a little bit of, like, nervousness. I'm like, I hope everything goes according to plan. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, I guess there's so much riding, uh, so much at stake when you do that. So what what did yeah. you, for your call, what, what university did you go to? Uh, I graduated from Rochester Institute of Technology in 2022 and then what did you um well what kind of engineer are you then 
Uh, yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering. Um, RIT is pretty unique in that it's like a five-year program with um, co-op um, or like a cooperative education program where you have to have internships. So that's where one of my SpaceX internships came came from. What other companies did you um, intern with? Uh, we were supposed to do four blocks and the other three blocks of co-op I did with GE Aviation. So I did eight months in Lynn, Massachusetts, um, working also in a manufacturing environment, supporting um, the T-700 engine line, I'm pretty sure. That was a couple of years ago. Um, so my memory dates me, but- um, It's okay. <laughs> and then the other block I did, I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I supported a more like design analysis role for the GE9X engine. Okay, so let's go back way back in time, you know, to 2017 and be a little bit before that when you were, um, you know, burgeoning student at Kolak High School. Like, yeah. give, me some, give me some things that, that occurred in, in your schooling back. Like, when did you know that you wanted to be an engineer? Was there any point, like, special thing that happened to you that said, you know, and I'm really interested in engineering or, you know, the science fields? What what happened? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, I also myself can't pinpoint an exact time where, like, it clicked. Um, I think I always knew I was, like, pretty good at, like, the maths and sciences, like, areas. Um and I really liked being hands-on um, with things. So like making my own things, like um, even in some of my extracurriculars or like doing some like small like art projects on the side at home. So I knew I liked being hands-on and I knew I liked like, um, like STEM fields. Um, and when I was like choosing a career path to go to, I was like, oh, like I'm good at math. Like maybe engineering would be good for me. And even when I like, started college I didn't know what kind of engineer I wanted to be like I came in as like an undecided or exploratory engineering program and then um like chose after my first semester that I wanted to go into mechanical engineering so do you feel like taking sort of math science stuff you kind of knew that in high school so you were kind of drawn to that area thinking that that may be an area of interest in the future yeah okay cool now, I think this is a really important thing, and I think a lot of people want to, would not want to ask this. So, you know, being a female in an engineering career, you know, there's probably a lot of things that, like, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand or wouldn't recognize the issues. So could you speak to that? Like, you know, what are the challenges that you may face that others would not face being because you are a woman in this field? Yeah, um, being a woman in a very like male dominated field and especially in manufacturing environments where there's even like less women, um, I'm definitely like hyper aware of that fact. Um, like I sit in meetings sometimes and there's like 30 people on the call and I realize like, oh, I'm the only woman here. <laughs> um, so it's definitely like played a big role into like what I advocate for and what I like try and like encourage like, um, like younger women um, trying to like be in the STEM field um, to try and help them. Um, as far as like challenges go, um, I don't see it so much in the workplace, but especially in college um, where like people are kind of joking and a little bit less mature, like you see some like 
levels of discrimination some like people will make comments and stuff like that um who will like or like if you're working in a group project they'll like discount your ideas and stuff like that um but you just try to like push through it try to surround yourself with people who like obviously don't like think that way and like want to hear your ideas um and try to make you feel included um so it's like a combination of both like surrounding yourself with people and also like advocating for yourself um and making your voice heard and then you had mentioned to me before we were talking that you were on like a team of students that were building things or whatever competitions or some something like that were all female tell me about that experience yeah so RET has a bunch of uh racing design teams so like formula sae is a um like kind of like collegiate uh, competition where students will design and build race cars um and RIT is also especially unique in that we have a team called Hot Wheels, which is an all-female racing team, um, or now majority all-female. I think they've expanded the team to also include um, men who support like women in STEM and stuff like that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the whole message is supporting women in STEM. Um, but it was a very like fostering environment of like oh, there's like women all around me. So it's very different than like what I've seen in like internships and when I've seen in co-ops. Um, and it really helped me learn in an environment where I was like comfortable in and I could like enhance my skills. Um, so I could like navigate like a workplace where there is like, um, definitely like a male dominated field. When you went to competition with your all female team, was that interesting? Like, like, oh, yeah. was that like, okay, this must, must have been very, some interesting scenarios. Yeah, it was really funny because obviously like other teams are mainly male and then they'd have maybe like a couple girls on their team and then we walk in and we're wearing hot pink and we're all loud and boisterous and like joking with each other because we're all friends um and playing games and stuff like that so we definitely made ourselves like heard in like the social aspect during competition um but we were also very competitive in that like we did well in competition as well that's cool that's cool (laughs) Just looking back, if you like to tell a young person, um, female, male, whatever, especially females from that perspective, and they're, let's say, in high school, I mean, thinking about it, like, oh, I'm going to work at SpaceX. Like, how do you, what do you tell someone like who's really young and, and really wants to, is exploring their careers about being an engineer? Like, what would you tell them in high school? Um, I'd say my two biggest, like, pieces of advice is, one, like, do what makes you happy. Um, like, of course, it's great working at, like, these top cutting edge companies and stuff like that, but if that's not what makes you happy, and that's not for everyone as well, um, as long as you are content with what you're doing, you feel like you're being pushed to your greatest ability, you're motivated at work. Um, I'd say that takes top priority over like kind of like the status of it all. Um, and secondly, like what I've found that helps me like kind of move forward the most is being adaptive. Um, so obviously there are like challenges and things won't go your way if you have like kind of like your own path of like, this is what I want to do. And like, you have like steps to get there sometimes like, life will just throw a wrench in those plans 
right. um, and you got to learn how to work around them. Um, and I think that's what like shows that you can be a good problem solver. And that's also like um, further like ammunition and any like interviews or even in like the workforce and stuff like that. Um, so like regardless of how long it takes you to get where you want to be. Um, and sometimes like where you think you want to be is, isn't where you'll actually end up or isn't what's actually like meant for you. Um, like that's okay as well. Did you have any things switch for you along the path? Oh, plenty. <laughs> yeah. So did you have a, what other things you wanted to do and then you weren't sure? How did that work? How did you work things out? Um, well, it was actually funny because when I like started SpaceX full-time, I was supposed to return to my same team that I interned for. Um, so I interned for the Farron refurb team. So when they refurbished the fairing, um, like that team, um, and I had like signed my um, offer letter, I moved to LA. Um, and this was like maybe a year after I like finished my internship. And then I graduated from college and was moving out to LA. Um, like a week before my start date, I got a call from my manager to just like check in on like my start date and how things were going. Um, and he said that, oh, like the team is moving to the launch site, so it doesn't exist anymore. And we're putting you on this other team. And I was uh, like, <laughs> oh, that must have been a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'm on this other team now. And I remember my mom had called me and I told her like, oh, I'm going on this different team that I didn't originally sign up for, nor am I like familiar with any of like the people or like the hardware or stuff like that. Um, and she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to show up to work. Like I moved all the way out here. Like there's no turning back. I guess I could have turned back if I really wanted to, but um, I went through all this effort. I might as well like see what, what it's about, keep an open mind and try a new thing learn things along the way so that's just that whole idea of being adaptable and ready to roll with the punches right that's part of that's part of the journey for you yeah <laughs> that's for sure the that's for sure especially so, like oh sorry. go ahead oh like even in work today like things will change and like they always say change is the only constant and like the people who i've seen who like last the longest um, like at SpaceX where it's such like a fast paced like kind of cutthroat environment like are the people who can adapt to like new scenarios so you're saying there is a lot of change a lot of adaptations new ideas so it's probably exciting but a lot and there's probably pressure yeah so you yeah I can imagine so um you were a parent and you had a child in school child and what if they were you know moving in through their career like i mean your mom probably is a great role model for that right so tell me about how you would handle it a young person who's kind of seeking their way in life and thinking about what they're going to do as a as a career yeah i think um funny enough like my mom tried to push me towards like the medical field and being a nurse because that's what she knew and like what most of our family was in the medical field. Um, so she was kind of nervous when I chose engineering because she's like, I can't like help you with like anything. Like, I don't know that field. I don't know like what challenges you'll face. Um, I think like being supportive of like 
your child's decisions obviously there's like a balance of trying to steer them the right way and like keep them on like a good path but also letting them make their own decisions and um there will be some like chances where like they fall or like they run into challenges and like as a parent I think the best that you can do is like support them um because then it gives them like the independency to like make their own decisions and feel confident in them um or if it's the wrong decision like learn from them um yeah that's interesting so so I think you're going to be a good parent just from that (laughs) just from that information right (laughs) Definitely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I remember, I'm just trying to recall, like, some of the things that you did in my class. Like, do you remember? Like, I just don't remember, like, any of the projects you did or worked on or tried. I know there was probably a lot of frustration there, too. Oh, yeah. I, I did a lot of biology projects, right. um, which is interesting because now I don't do anything, like, with biology. Right. Um, and I think that's just like a testament of me kind of just like at the time I was very interested and at the time like I switched all my interests like this and that and so like that kind of goes back to like you think you like know what you want right now but things change and like you find new interests and like that um, things like that so yeah I think it's important because you know you should be a parent wants their child to do whatever and and you feel that pressure but then you're lucky because you found your true passion yeah so so that that's like really important that's really important i think and so that that's really interesting so do you like living in la what's it like uh the you weather works so warmer. much what's that? <laughs> the weather is definitely warmer <laughs> oh yeah and I think definitely, um, you know, you must be working a lot out, a lot of like deadlines that you have to get to and all that. As you're making that many launches, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I spend like most of my time at work. Um, usually we work like nine to 10 ish hours a day, like five days a week. Um, but I'm thankful that my um, like team has been um, a little bit more like encouraging of like the work life balance. Um, compared to other teams so they're pretty supportive if I need like to take time off for like friends or family visiting if I'm not feeling well Um, and especially like living in LA where there's like so many things to do um, like so many like great food to eat and places to travel to like I definitely want to take advantage of that um, that as well while I'm here well I want to just tell you how amazingly proud I am of you and just like I'm just so happy that you're following something you want to do and making a contribution. And I'm sure we're going to hear about all kinds of great things that you're going to do in the future. And I love, I love the fact that we've been able to keep in touch. So thank you so yeah. much. Of course. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I definitely miss like the Comac high school research gang. Um, I still keep in touch with like a lot of my friends from high school. So it was a great environment that you helped contribute to. So. Thank Thank you you for that as well. Thanks so much for listening to Teacher Talks. Our guest and my former student, Isabella, has told an inspiring story. And I hope that this episode provides you with new information and insights into an engineering career. Remember that teachers learn the most from their students. And in this episode of Teacher Talks, 
it proves that so once again.